You've got to tune to the afternoon show, listener-powered KEXP 90.3 FM in Seattle, worldwide, kexp.org. Just heard Cocteau Twins with the uh, title track to the album Heaven or Las Vegas. Uh, Jesus and Mary Chain with Just Like Honey. British band Martha from their new one, uh, Blisters in the Pit of My Heart. That is a great title. And uh, in the song St. Paul's Westerberg Comprehensive, song about uh, Paul Westerberg from The Replacements. Lloyd Cole with Perfect Skin, and we started off the set with Teenage Fan Club, Sparky's Dream, that is from Grand Prix. Kevin Cole with you down in the performance space, excited to have Always Live in studio. Um, welcome. Hi. It's great having you here. Thank you so much. It's beautiful in here. <laughs> it's all sparkly, right? Much appreciated. Um, so how about a couple songs, and then we'll uh, talk about the fantastic new record. Sure.
It's always live on the afternoon show, playing a sold-out show tonight in Portland at the Doug for tomorrow night at the Showbox here in Seattle. Show two songs from the new album Antisocialites Dream Tonight and uh, Plim Soul Punks, a direct hit to the uh, Pleasure Center. <laughs> it's such a great song. Oh, oh, okay. I thought that was a band or something. <laughs> no, it's Pleasure Center. <laughs> yeah, direct hit. It's just like that is so awesome. Just want to keep hitting uh, repeat. Thank you. Yeah, so um, Maui, would you mind introducing the band real quick? So we have uh, Brian Murphy on bass. Sheridan Riley on drums. 
Carrie Jen McClellan on keys, Alec O'Hanley on guitar, and Molly on stuff. And uh, w- welcome <laughs> to KEXP. So um, you have a sold-out show tonight in Portland. You played a sold-out show last night in Portland, so I know it's a little unusual to drive up, uh, to tear down, drive up, go quick, head, head on back down to Portland, and your show here in Seattle is tomorrow night at the Showbox. But uh, deeply appreciate it, because I know we couldn't get you in yesterday. Or tomorrow, I mean. That's fine. We like it here. Good. It's a nice drive. It's awesome. Yeah. So it's great having you here. And uh, also, big ups to the uh, to the video crew. I think this is, uh, I, I quit counting, but I think 15th session in 11 days or something. So. Wow. Oh, wow. You guys are Good maniacs. For you. <clears throat> they are maniacs, and <laughs> <laughs> they do a great job. So um, the new album is great. Congratulations on that. Thank you. And... Um, so uh, the the debut album, which came out in uh, 2014, was uh, was really successful and pr- probably every band's dream, right? To record an album and you, you don't know how it's going to do and have it really well received and do really well. Um, does that put like a, a crazy weird pressure on the second album? I think that I feel so much pressure about recording music all the time, so I don't think it was any more than usual, but... Um, maybe I think that it's a, it's a really exciting thing to talk about the pressure of the second record. And, and I think that because that's such a big part of the narrative, maybe I did feel a little bit of pressure. Yeah. Yeah. Just, (laughs) just, just because that is a narrative or a theme that, that keeps coming up. Yeah, no, I mean, it's fine. I don't mind talking about it. Why, Why do you feel, um, the same sort of pressure or like pressure maybe for writing songs on the first album, just cause you want to actualize them? Like you hear them? Um, well songs I feel like in their infancy are always so fresh and, uh, exciting. And as time goes on and you don't necessarily have the chance to document it the way you'd like to, um, it, there's a, there's a slight mental expiration date of, of nabbing it initially. Yeah, yeah. And so if you don't do that, I find, I find a lot of pressure in, in chasing that sound and that energy down. Is, is it, is it possible? Are there tricks and stuff? Um, I mean, if you could demo as much as possible while you're traveling, yeah, then yeah, maybe. Do you write much while you travel? I don't. Yeah. No, but I do hum into my phone and, and make little voice memos and, and document ideas. But where it's often like similar schedule to today where, yeah. you know, we play a show and get up at uh, eight and drive yeah. five hours or whatever and, and do a session and then do a show and then drive somewhere else. So Yeah, I, I, if, I, if I were a musician, I would have a really hard time writing on the road. I'm glad I have a friend in this <laughs> endeavor. I think it'd be really hard. Um, I know that you kind of squirreled away. Uh, you rented a house or a cabin on a, an island to, to kind of get into the zone of writing some of the songs for this new album. Yeah, yeah, there's a thing that you can do with Artscape on Toronto Island, and it's called a, just an artist residency, and you can rent an old classroom for weeks at a time and be by yourself and walk on the shore, and uh, it's inspirational. That's cool. Do you decompress in a situation like that, like turn off your phones and no Wi-Fi? And The only thing I did, I watched playoff basketball. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, th- yeah, that was pretty much all I did. I didn't really browse the web as I, they say I, I hate to say like who was playing um did you have a vested interest um well because we live in toronto we cheer for the toronto raptors yes that's what i figured yes and usually it's cleveland who put them oh, out so yes. we usually cheer for cleveland um that's going to change though i think 
I'm feeling I'm feeling different about it this year. We'll always be Raptors fans, though. They're our number one pick. Yeah. So um, did you uh, have an opportunity to perform any of the songs before you recorded them? Do you like doing that? Is that to take away from some of the sparkle then? Um, I think it, it's a good way to uh, test out what's feeling good on stage. Because um, sometimes you can just record a song and then you have to figure out how to play it afterwards. And that's a bit of a challenge as well. But I don't mind playing new songs live. And if people care to record them and want to have them at their disposal, that's fine too. You mean folks uh, recording at the uh, show on their cell phones and whatnot? Yeah, exactly. It's just like the genie sort of out of the bottle. It's not something I'm going to... Uh, fret over. Yeah, yeah. You hear you hear about some artists being very hyper concerned about that, right? But but how are you going to control it, right? Yeah, I just feel like it's a waste of feelings. <laughs> that's that's a good way to think about things, right? <laughs> control you got, what you can. Exactly. You got to be hyper aware of of what you're thinking about at any given point in time. Then, so. Um, in terms of recording and sparkle and all that, I, I love the sound of the new album. Thank you. And uh, it's, it's, you know, when you use the word polish, that, that sometimes has negative connotations. I love the sound of the first album, too, which was a little more raw and distorted. Um, did, uh, was this sort of an intentional intention to, to kind of have this sound that you captured, which is really, I think, works really well because there's sort of a, a purity to the guitar tones and the vocals that really work for the, uh, the melodies? Yeah, I mean, some of uh, the things that we did in the previous record were out of necessity, not necessarily choices. Um, and so this time we had a little bit more resources at our disposal to just sort of try things out. And, and sometimes you don't really want to um, pigeonhole yourself um, in any kind of phi category, which would be low, mid, yeah, yeah. high, <laughs> etc. So um, I always think, you know, uh, between our tastes, it's sort of like um, what we can get away with as far as lo-fi and then have have the document skeletal elements there so they can kind of hold up. Yeah, very cool. It's always live on the afternoon show here on KEXP again, uh, playing tomorrow night here in Seattle at, at the Showbox. Now, um, there's uh, Norman Blake's on that on the record. Yeah. And uh, from Teenage Fan Club. How did you uh, hook up with him? We met him at one of his solo shows in Toronto, and I think we gave him our self-titled record, and we just sort of kept in touch, and he was doing Christmas shopping one afternoon, and we invited him to come down into the basement and, and sing on some songs. Um, so he sang on the first single in Undertow and played a little glockenspiel on, the, on a song called Lollipop. Yeah, and that song, Lollipop, Ode to Jim, is uh, the Jim is Jim uh, Reed from uh, Jesus and Mary Chain, right? Yeah. Who... Hi, Jim. <laughs> Hi, Jim. <laughs> um, and he, you, you've had a chance to perform with him. How did that come about? I was just standing backstage. Um, they were playing, and we were we were playing before them in Australia. And I think someone just grabbed me and asked if uh, I would sing just like Honey. So, no I, way, uh, like on the spot, pretty much. It was very on the spot. It was during their sound check, and so I just sort of jumped up on stage. And uh, I don't think they had any grievances to air. It was okay. Like I came in flat <laughs> that night and the following night, but he said I did a good job. Awesome. Um, With his eyes. <laughs> <laughs> Does he not talk much? Um, I didn't talk to him. He has a very statuesque vibe. Yeah. I didn't want to disrupt yeah, his yeah. chi. Yeah. It's all in the eyes. <laughs> um, yeah. 
So, so kind of back to the recording of the album, the production, there's these cool ambient sort of sounds, and I don't know what they are. They're kind of, I don't know, like carousel-y, carnival-y, got a childhood vibe to them somehow. What are those, and what were you thinking? Well, I think Alec might speak on that. I think he likes ice cream truck sounds. Yeah, we were tracking it last summer and, and demoing and writing, and um, something about the tonality of the speaker on an ice cream truck and uh, the types of melodies they play. It's often like a box suite or yeah. something classical. There's something really uh, sort of crumblingly beautiful about about that specific genre, uh, ice cream truck, <laughs> you know, <laughs> classical. Um, so we tried yeah. to recreate that a little bit. Um, we're always making stumbling around between chords and stuff. So That's our new subgenre. Yeah, that, that's a yeah. good subgenre. Is it lo-fi or hi-fi or mid-fi? Or? Gelato rock. <laughs> <laughs> um, man, I did not think that was an ice cream truck. Yeah, it's not. It's not. It's our attempt to, oh. like, write for an ice cream oh, truck. It. It's, so, it's, like, so, it's cool sounding. Thanks. Um, yeah, it was, you know, hopefully, you know, Dickie D picks it up. That That's our <laughs> local maritime uh, ice cream purveyor. Shout-outs to Dickie D. <laughs> yeah, you can get some uh, some points on that. Hell yeah. You can license it to uh, Dickie D. <laughs> if you're listening. <laughs> it's all in D major. Awesome. Dickie anyway. D, it's written for you. You got to pick it up. Sorry, we totally derailed this conversation. <laughs> no, this is good. Yeah. No, I like that because I didn't think it was, I, I, I was just, it's cool. It's in like three songs at the end and it's cool, like vibey thing and it really works. Sometimes that stuff seems really disjointed and just had a good vibe to it and I didn't know what it was, so... Gary can play one. We won't put her on the spot right now, but... <laughs> yeah. Some gelato rock? I could play, um... <laughs> That's fair. That sounds like kind of a hockey <laughs> arena. <Hockey inspired>. Carnival <laughs> nightmare. Yeah. Um, so since we're off topic, Alec, um, do you... I, I read somewhere you work at a at a guitar shop in Toronto called Paul's Boutique. Mm-hmm. That's that's pretty cool. That's pretty awesome. Yeah, the, the owner, Paul Babiak, uh, runs the ship there, and he, he was a Beasties fan, I guess, back, yeah, yeah. back in the day, still is. But, uh, yeah, if, if anyone's going to be forgiving of uh, road dogging it, it's a rock and roll boss like him. Um, and it's cool, you know, you'll, you'll get all the, you know, hip bands coming through and... You know, war on drugs filling their second trailer with a bunch of fretless bases and stuff that they're scooping. And not to Alec <laughs> likes working there because he gets first pick at all the short scale guitars. This guitar oh, came sure. from there. Yeah, this was total first pick. Um, yeah, so I, I I lose more than I make by working there. For yeah. sure. Alec is holding a beautiful uh, Fender Jaguar. Yeah. And uh, I should give a shout out to Emerald Guitars in town. Is that the place? Uh, Liz there really did a humdinger of a job on this, like in 10 minutes before we came. So thank you, Liz. Wow, that's cool. <laughs> um, Paul's Boutique, I don't know if there's really many guitars on that record either. No, I don't know if the Dust Brothers <laughs> were twanging away. But. Okay, so it's always uh, live on the afternoon show here, KEXP. Thank you so much for being here. Again, you're playing uh, tomorrow night here in Seattle at the Showbox, uh, heading back down to Portland to do the second of two shows uh, this evening. And again, appreciate you making kind of the round trip a couple days back to back. Our pleasure. Uh, the new album is called Antisocialites, and a couple more songs from it.
It's always live on the afternoon show. The new album is Anti-Socialites. You just heard Not My Baby. Always playing, uh, as I mentioned, tomorrow night at the Showbox and uh, tonight a uh, sold-out show in Portland at the Doug Fur. That's always live on the afternoon show. KEXP, thank you so much. Thank you. I was in Undertow, Not My Baby, right before that. And again, thank you so much. Uh, playing tonight in Portland, sold out show at the Doug Fur, sold out tomorrow night here in Seattle. Selling out all over the place. 
<laughs> Are you coming? <laughs> it is awesome. I'm going to be in Iceland. Oh, I'd do that instead. <laughs> no. Reykjavik? Well, I'm going to be on a plane with all of these people. Oh, shucks. Congratulations. <laughs> Must Long be nice. Of work. <laughs> uh, otherwise, would be there, and I can't drive down to Portland tonight, so sorry. That's fine. But uh, thank you for playing the show. So I uh, got to hear four awesome songs, uh, perfect for this uh, beautiful Friday fall afternoon. So, again, always live on the afternoon show. Thank you so much. Have a great time, and a huge thanks as well to Jim, Justin, and Scott on video, Morgan uh, doing photographs, uh, Kevin Suggs on sound, Matt O operating the board, and Mitch and Stacy helping out on hospitality, and a huge thanks to all the KEXP donors who make our in-studios possible. It's KEXP Seattle.